sun begins to set in the distance on what was Tope Suicida season three. We look to whatever direction the sun is now rising on season four of Tope Suicida. Probably east, just a guess. Probably, maybe. But we know here in our bunker, our Tope Suicida bunker, we don't have windows. So we don't really know which direction is east or west. That's right. But we do know that we're back on standard time now, which apparently, according to all the scientists, now, I uh, listeners of the program, devotees, uh, uh, tope heads out there, you, you will know... Uh, well, that I'm I am not a scientist. Right. I never claim I never claim to be a man of science. We haven't. We no. haven't. But not from once. what I understand, this is just what I understand. We're back on standard time, which means we don't have anything to worry about anymore. We heart disease and cancer are total toothless tigers. That's what I've seen in the news. That's what I've seen. I thought we got rid of this shit in Oregon. What's going on? I thought we voted off this shit last year. Did that not go through? What's going on? Tell me this. I thought we were stopping. I thought we were stopping this nonsense. Tell me this. Yeah. Is Arizona right. always on standard time or are they always on daylight time? Do they, did, did, did Arizona say fuck daylight saving or did they say we only want to be on daylight saving time? Because they don't switch. Which one's which, you know? Because I think they're both called Daylight Savings Time, right? And no. do a different thing. No. <laughs> no. Why does it feel like Daylight Savings Time comes like eight times a year? Daylight Saving <laughs> Time is when you spring forward. This is, what right. the, I would say, probably the number one thing that I was taught by either of my parents growing up was that uh, the thing that stuck with me. Most yeah, securely, forward, fall, fall back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Spring forward, <laughs> fall back. Is that true? Spring forward, fall back. So here we are in fall. We've fallen back one hour. I don't know What's how to interact know. with other human beings. I'm extremely poorly socialized. Yeah. I'm desperate, desperate for validation in every human interaction I have, but. I know in the spring, you set your fucking clocks ahead one hour, okay? Ahead. You spring forward. You spring forward. Yeah, yeah, we get that. Uh, We were all taught that. You're you're not any special. We were all taught spring forward. You fall fall back back an hour. I don't know the answer to your original question with what is Arizona? Um, Like, where did they start? Where Where did they say, and at what year did they say, no. We're not doing this anymore. And at what juncture did they say it to, to determine which hour set they're actually on? I think they're hour ahead of us right now. When did we? No, okay, first of all, when did we start doing it? Number two, is it a farming thing? I think so. Is it for and farms? a while ago? <laughs> I think it is a farming thing, and I think it's from years and decades of farming stuff. But you're right. I'm with you. Who's right? What do you want? What do you like? What I'm saying right is now? that you, we've totally gotten derailed. What I'm saying is that the scientists are saying that our circadian rhythms are being uh, 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 upset yeah. and invalidated by the savings time. Okay? So now going – Congress is trying to make it so that daylight saving time is the, is the only time now. And all the scientists are saying, no, this is going to cause the end of the human race. So wait, daylight savings time is like a period and not just an event? Yes, you, yes. In- 
You spring okay. forward. <laughs> you spring forward. No, I know that. I know that. And logic. then you I didn't stay know. forward. You stay forward until it's time to fall back. <laughs> okay, so that time frame of the, you've sprung, you've already sprung. Once you spring, then you stay sprung until it's time you're to in fall. The daylight, you're in the daylight savings time. See, I didn't register that. You know thing. how when I, you have a time and it says PST next to it? Yeah. Pacific, Pacific Standard, Standard Time? Well, sometime right. half the year it says PDT, Pacific Daylight Time. Oh, see, I don't read that shit. I can see that I can visualize. How are you alive? How are you an adult? How do you wake up and tie your shoes in the morning? My body just wakes me up. I don't look at clocks, my dude. Jesus Christ. I get up at I get up at 5:45 on the dot except for today. <laughs> how do you know if you don't look at clocks? If you're not looking at clocks, how do you know when you get up? Well, I mean, when I get up and I'm bumping around I'm like that's what time it is, but I'm not like set alarms. Bo's got a bunch of stuff, sundials yeah. in his house. <laughs> I don't set alarms. I just raise uh, with when the crow speaks. All right. I used to have a rooster that actually was across the street in that lot, in the, not the lot, but the backyard that's across my from my front door. Yeah. There used to be a rooster and five chickens. Ingrid loved the chickens. Right. She would go up against the fence and just look at them because she could see and hear at the time when they were living there. Yeah. And like they would, they would balk at her, they're like, bark, 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 bark. and she'd just be wagging her tail like, yes, I love this shit. But like at like five or six, every whenever the sun would do its thing. Yeah. Uh, I'd hear out of my window, and it would wake me up. And I think my body got used to that. So when they moved out, I'm just, when I wake up, I just have a screaming in my head, and I'm away. <laughs> I'm away. Having lived across the street from a rooster, yes. you know you know as well as I do, because I lived down the street from a rooster when I lived in Montana. Okay. If you've never lived next to a rooster, you need to know that roosters don't say cock-a-doodle-doo. No. That's not what they say. They don't go cock a doodle doo to wake you up. That's not what they do. They don't go cock a doodle doo to wake you up. That's not yeah. the song. That's not the sound they make. You know what the sound is that they make? Yeah. They go. They death rattle. Oh! <laughs> oh! <laughs> it's the equivalent of like a human going, "Get the fuck up!" <laughs> that's the so sound they li- make. When I lived in Vancouver in our in our neighborhood when I was in high school, um, it was a smaller neighborhood. It wasn't developed out like it is now, but we had a donkey <laughs> next door, a couple houses down, actually. Uh-huh. But in the morning, it would be the rooster. It would be like <laughs> screaming at the top of its lungs, three horses down at like 545 a.m. It's not fair. We didn't sign up for this. We live, we in, we live in towns for a reason. <laughs> Okay. When my parents were shopping for that house, they were not expecting that donkey to be a mainstay. What? What? Why? Why? Why do I have to deal with farm animals when I don't live next to a farm? When did this start to be a thing? Well, this was in 1998. I don't think it's still a thing. I, I think the donkey's probably dead and gone by now. I'd hope. They have more houses in that neighborhood, too. What I'm saying is that people living in towns now own yeah. farm animals, and it's a fucking problem, okay? In 1998, <laughs> people? those people were fucking yeah. trendsetters, okay? Because <laughs> now every third family in Portland owns some type of farm animal. What's your cutoff? Like, if you were to raise your own food what's your cutoff on the farm animals you would keep near your place like what's the animal what's the animal cutoff what is it i mean i guess it would depend on the amount of land i had but if i lived in this if i live in a city i'm not gonna keep 
farm animals in my yard because it's going to disturb my neighbors. That just seems like common sense. The same way that I don't put huge guitar amplifiers out on my front lawn and blast Leonard Skinner at 5 a.m., you know? You said guitar, and I heard the hard G, but in my head I heard a K, and I thought you were going to say katanas. Like, I don't keep large katanas in my living room. I mean, that's you know I that heard. that's verifiably false. I do. I keep huge yeah, you swords. Well, you got you to gotta stay safe. At all, you got to stay it, safe. They're everywhere in my house. I don't believe in owning guns, but swords, man. There are there are sh- fi- like gunshots and, and shootings every night in Portland, uh, and uh, but not near Mike's place because he's got a sword. He can reflect the bullets. He can stop intruders with his sword. Yeah. There's more sword injuries in, you know, North Portland than there is gunfire injuries. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people up here carry swords for protection, <laughs> which makes sense. You know, people are cutting bullets in half all the time. So Yeah, there's actually a Bushido class up in Kenton, if you want to get it on that. The most Portland thing ever. There would be a Bushido class. A sword class. self-defense class. A fucking, a fucking kendo self-defense class. These dudes, <laughs> these fucking, these fucking dumpy white dudes walking around <laughs> with katanas on their back like they're fucking ronin. <laughs> Jesus can't even, read, can't even reach back to get it unsheathed. Uh, oh, I can't <laughs> anyway, reach. Anyway, uh. this is, you heard it, you heard what I said earlier. This is a monumental episode, one we do every year. It's the topiversary, everyone. We're going to season four. Technically, this is the third annual, I think is how you say it, or whatever. That's right. Who cares a you shit? You nailed it. But we're going into season four, baby. That means the big change is that the album... The episode artwork will be slightly different for a year than it was last year. That's my big change. But Mike's got, like, something to show me, I hope. I hope he brought something to watch. I did. I brought us something to watch, and it's a shock. It is a a seriously disturbing reality to me that we have never watched this match on the show. Oh, I can't wait. Don't tell me anything about it. It's time to right that wrong. We're going to do it today. That's very exciting. Um, so if, if you're a fan of the show, which we hope if you're here, you are. You should, And if you're, if you're a new fan, get back there and listen to the other Topiversary episodes. They happen every 54 or two, 52 to 4 weeks. I don't know how long a year is. Yeah. What is it these days? Buzz not a big 52? date or time guy. I told you, I'm just waking up, you know, Sundial. when I need to. So just, just check there. You'll see it. It's labeled. Go back, listen to them. We really, these episodes are very important. And they're very crucial to the health of Tope Suicida. And the nation. Would you agree? Would you agree? Absolutely, yeah. Now, what we do every year is we buy a bunch of party supplies and we give them to a bunch of dogs. Yeah. And 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 we just throw a big we throw a big party yep. and let the dogs just go wild. We get them a cake and some and party hats and streamers and stuff. Yeah. Every year dogs are getting hurt, but it's fine because they're having fun. They're having fun. Well, that's the thing, though. That's the thing about 2022. People are more scared of getting hurt than they are having fun. Yeah, and sure, sure, the bigger dogs are rowdy and they muscle over the smaller yeah. dogs. So that's just a, that's just what dogs do. They're beasts, you know. And that's how we have fun here. We get beasts to kill each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike and Bo arrested and sentenced to 18 months in prison for throwing too wild of a dog party. 
Yeah, so get over it. You know, this we're having a, a live a live show together on the on the in a couple days to celebrate the anniversary. And uh, Michael Vick, he's a big guest that's coming out. Listen, it's uh, not a dog <laughs> fight. Shut up. It's not. We don't do dog fighting. We just throw dog parties, and sometimes they get out of hand. That's way so, different. That's way way different. Sometimes Vick shows up, but we're not fighting the dogs when he's there. We're just talking about football. He's totally different now. It has nothing to do with dog fighting he just likes to watch dogs party he's just a dog person and he got kind of his wires crossed and did some bad stuff but we don't like we're not condoning dog fighting there's lots of redemption stories in sports okay and what we're saying is michael vick comes to tope suicide anniversary shows and he watches dogs play he does not have the dogs compete he gets a little excited. He, he gets does. a little he gets excited. A little bit too excited. When he sees stuff he starts to get rowdy, he gets excited. But then he reels it in because we give him the look. He reels it in. We give him a real we scolding him, we, look. We look at him like, mm, boy, you are you. You know you could be out of here at any moment. And he's like, yeah, I know, we give I, know, him, I, know, I know, I know. We give him a little collar tug. We're like, ooh. He sees us go, ooh. Like, and he Mike, knows can you that chill he's... out, please? This is just a dog party, okay? This is all, the, all, the, all they're doing, all the dogs are doing is hitting the pinata, okay, with the sticks that they have in their teeth. That's all they're doing. Yeah. They're not fighting each other, okay? Yes, the, the, the taller, leaner greyhounds have an advantage because their necks are longer, but still, they're all having fun. You know, the short, <laughs> the short pit bulls with the tiny necks, they don't care that they can't reach the pinata. They're having fun. Everybody has fun at our dog parties. That's rule number one, and it's the, it is the commandment that must be obeyed at all times. Are the dogs having fun? If the answer is no, then we stop. It's not only a commandment, it's a command. We've all taught the dogs. Have fun. That we go, fun. And they do it. And they, they have fun. They have and fun. then they get a treat. And they're all super good boys. <laughs> and then Mike, Vic, he settles down. We give him a treat for settling down. But Just a slice of cake. Anyway. It's a slice of cake and a slice of life at Tope Suicida every anniversary episode. So we hope you can make it this Wednesday. It's going to be fucking we're gonna. It's gonna be raining so hard in Laurelhurst Park. We're gonna be right in the middle of that mud pit. <laughs> we're gonna bring a hose. Uh, it's probably gonna be a little chilly, so um, I'll probably bring something warm to wear after you get muddy and then get hosed off. It's gonna be raining, but we're gonna bring a hose <laughs> just to just to spray us down a little. Well, because rain doesn't always get you clean. Okay, primitive yeah, man yeah. found that out. Yeah, yeah. Okay, he did. learned that. He's like, oh, I can't just go every time I need to get clean. I can't just go stand outside. I have to find an actual body of water. Can you imagine the 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 figuring out process of that Neanderthal? Yeah. Right? He's like, uh, he just go, stands. Just looking up at the sky for hours. And his wife's like, God, this fucking guy, Roger, get back in here. I've made a spigot. You can just stand under the spigot. That wasn't funny. I'll cut that. <laughs> I love this. I love this Neanderthal wife that is just this master craftsman who's plumbed, She's so put who's upon plumbed too. their home and has yeah. running has running water. No, I think that I think, yeah, I think I think the the um people are real real up on on fire and think that fire was the kind of the thing that changed everything but i happen to think it was uh man outsort you know sort of finding that that there were ways to get water in his mouth other than walking outside and oh and pointing his head up and opening his mouth to get <laughs> to try and 
drink some water. That's how that's how that same wife, she created cups, you know, spoons, all kinds of stuff that's really helped the dude out. Just this idiot, one you know? Neanderthal woman that's imp- the, <laughs> responsible for every breakthrough yeah, that every the, the entire human race has ever had. The fucking the bow and arrow, the, you know, banging rocks together to create sparks. Gardening in general, that's all her. She figured that out for everyone. Figured it out. TV. Dog fights. She okay, again, I want to make out. it clear. We do not fight dogs, okay? We're just talking about history now, all right? We're just talking about history. I do think that there's a market there for people f- wrestling dogs, but that's a different discussion. I-, I think that's a great idea. Do you think, like, is it like cute wrestling where there- it's like a snuggle fight? No. Or do you want to see some fight? No, I, th- I think it's like, it's like, it's, it's, I don't want to talk about this on air. <laughs> I don't want to talk about this. I don't want to talk about this on air. I'm just going to get in trouble. I'm just going to get in trouble. You're not, it's not going to happen. You're not allowed to do Mike, it. Listen, you're not allowed listeners, to do you're, it. You're not allowed if you to want to sync up, listeners, you're not going to hear Mike's real thoughts on human beast battles. Look, you're not going to hear it. Look, you're not going to hear it. Okay? You're not going to get that today. All right? But the point, the point is everybody would be wearing protective padding. Okay? And Even no one beast, would actually get hurt. It would just be about measuring the strength of a of a man and then a comparably sized dog. That's all. Or just a beast. It doesn't have to be a dog. Yeah, it could be a it warthog. Be a beast. It could be a bear. Yeah, like a small bear. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Big bear. Who's gonna win? Probably the bear. See, we're on the animal side. The okay. point is, the bigger and more vicious the animal, the more money the contestant wins. That's all I'm saying. No, no one get. No one gets hurt. No one. Yeah, no one gets hurt. It's more of a sprinting contest. Who's can who can outrun the bear is really what it is. Okay, if you put the bear in a football helmet and boxing gloves, then it can't kill you, and then it's just about wrestling a bear. And that's what we're here to, to talk about in episode 157. Uh, we're, we're like 20 minutes in. Can you believe that? <laughs> we're about 20 minutes in, You know, and we haven't even said our goddamn names. I keep thinking we're going to run out of things <laughs> to talk about. And then, no. and then, and then, and then, you know, it just the 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 universe, the the clouds part, and we start talking <laughs> about wrestling bears wearing while they're wearing boxing gloves. You know, every time we go off on a tangent on stupid stuff, though, I just I I, I have I have a nightmare flashback to being on TikTok and just people complaining about you know two guys on a podcast talking about nothing all the time. Well, we're here to talk about stuff, okay? Okay, that was what up. we just talked about was not nothing, okay? It was important. Thank you. All right? That was not nothing. I'll thank you to remember that. We learned about the will and the breaking point of man against beast in that last segment. So, we did. And we also found out what Michael Vick was up to. And that was a real nose snort there. We're going to go to the gym later. We're going to get huge. But until then, my name is Bo. And my name is Mike. And for now, we're going to record a show for to kick off our fourth year. Yeah. And that show's name is... Tope Wrestling can be for the fourth year. Wow. Here we are. Do you remember starting this thing? We're doing improv class, level one. Yep. And I was like, this guy's talking about wrestling a lot. He's talking too much about wrestling. <laughs> I was talking a lot about wrestling. Yeah, I was talking I a lot see about if wrestling. He really likes it. And then Bo yeah. started talking about wrestling, but everything that he said was wrong. Maybe. It was. To say. It was. Yeah, everything was wrong. You were, you were like, you were just saying all this knowledge, but it was all lies. Mm. 
And I was like, I'm okay, a man of passion, not I like, facts. I like, I like this guy, but he doesn't know anything. But Correct. I want to be friends. Yeah. Yeah. And then we did it. We, uh, the first episode, you remember that? Yeah. Episode zero that we didn't release? Yeah. One, because the audio was dog shit. Right. Because we didn't know what we were doing. We weren't pros yet. It took us about four weeks to be pros. To become pros. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's usually yeah, was, the learning curve. Do you remember how, like, stupid I was? Not, like, with the knowledge of wrestling, but more or less, like, whenever you'd say an, a word, like an uh, industry term, I stopped the show and said, well, what does that mean? Like, I was playing the dumb audience member. I'm glad we got away from that because I'm dumb. You're dumb. The audience is dumb. We're just going to talk dumb shit, and it's going to make sense, probably. I didn't, have to, I didn't have to stop the show with, like, oh, tell me what a uh, backflip is. Yeah, that's right. You did. Yeah, you did. You were like, okay, so now explain Moonsault Press. That <laughs> sucked. I'm sorry for doing that. That sucked. It's okay. I forgive you. All right. Well, thank you. I'm glad, I'm glad we're here now. Yeah. Um, again, it's episode 157. Mike, tell me what you're going to share with me later. All right. So, you talk about the first episode that we ever did and we shared who our favorite wrestler was yeah on that first episode Mm -hmm. and because it was the first episode we just shared who our actual favorite wrestler was Uh of all time and your favorite wrestler is macho man randy savage and your favorite wrestler is brett the hitman Hart. correct but I always bring Bret Hart stuff to this show. I'm bringing it. Do, I'm yeah. bringing it like every other week when we don't know what to watch. I'm yeah. like, oh, we can watch this Bret match. We can watch this Bret match. We can watch this Bret. It occurred to me today. I think I know what you're about to share. That with me, we have going. never on this show watched Randy Macho Man Savage and Ricky yeah. the Dragon Steamboat at WrestleMania three. We haven't. It's on the list. It's been on the list of potential matches to watch with other comedians in the Portland area. <laughs> but yeah. We, but yeah. if you know us, that, pre- that premise was abandoned years ago. Well, look, so there was a pandemic. And also, no, they didn't like wrestling. No, the show didn't work. The premise didn't work because no one, they didn't know what to talk about. They're like, that was cool. Cool. Well, right, sort yeah. of. Sometimes they were like, that was cool. Sometimes they were like, well, that was. If somebody got injured, that would have been a nine out of nine. <laughs> So yeah, <laughs> we don't show we 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 don't we don't show comedians wrestling anymore. We just we just watch no. wrestling. Yeah, uh, and, and we like, hope you do too with us. We're, we're comedians. Yeah. So it's the Intercontinental Championship, and this is uh, this match is is one of the best, and also one of the ones that notorious for not being really called in the ring at that time. It was completely planned, which is more of the par for the course these days yes. than it was back in eighty. Seven, seven, eighty-seven, seven. Mm-hmm. So, like, um, but like, you can't tell because Macho and Ricky are so good. Yes, you know. Yeah, it do- it looks extremely competitive and not choreographed. And, and if I recall, awesome. there's also some high spots from Macho that a lot of people weren't doing at the time too. If I recall right, yeah, some I mean, like I think- off the middle or the top turnbuckle. Shit that I don't know. I recall some stuff other like like is like crazy progressive for like 1987 wrestling in that match. Yeah, that's par for the course for Savage. Pretty much. I mean, he's coming off the top rope and going down to the floor with double axe handles. He's yeah. jumping over the top rope and strangling Steamboat with the top rope. He's doing he's doing all kinds of wild, crazy shit uh, that wasn't tr- typical of heavyweights at the time. 
And it's not because if you know anything about 1987 wrestling is that Ric Flair, he would always try to go up to the top rope and never get that top rope move off. But then we learned through this show that every time he would go to the top rope, he would do an axe handle. He would do a move and it would be successful. So I don't know where that Rick that Rick rumor came from because it's been proven false on this very show. Yes. Uh, v- varying qualities of axe handle, I would say, <laughs> between Randy and Rick. Yeah. Yeah. Rick, Rick's axe handle is very much like loose fingers. A child, like a child <laughs> reaching for its parent in like the grocery store, like begging for a piece of candy. And Randy's is more of a a heat-seeking missile. So actually, that leads me to something I'm going to send you on Slack real quick. That I see Rick is already in the closet with you, sitting patiently behind you for his segment. He's very courteous this week. But can I have you read him something real quick? Sure. Just something that I saw on Twitter that he already tweeted, but I kind of wanted to hear it it from his voice. Yeah, here, let me just... Oh, okay. Yep, I'm... Okay, I'm... I'm now being physically moved out of my out of Just my let him know, hey Rick, you can't after this, you gotta go away until favorite wrestler. You know what time it is. Tony Shivani. Okay, <laughs> okay, yeah. We're in the closet. Uh-huh. And now it's time to read a tweet from the nature boy. Woo! When did you tweet this out, Rick? Like what was the date? And you gotta say the full name. Because I know you have a, you're really, it's really easy for you to say. Yeah. This was, (laughs) this was a tweet that I put out into the universe on November 3rd of 2022. Brother, what I said was, happy birthday to my Mm son-in-law, Andrade Elilo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Woo! Woo! Yeah. <laughs> I picture Rick. Tell me. Uh, before this photo was taken, it's a photo of you and your son-in-law, Andrade El Idolo, which I heard you had a kind of hard time saying Idolo, but you got through Andrade it. Andrade El So when you told him happy birthday in person, did you woo directly in his face for about three or four we minutes? We both wooed. Back and forth. We wooed together, and then we alternated Woo's woo, 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 woo. That's family. Woo. That's family right woo. there. That's vodka. Well, thanks. Okay. Women. Okay, yeah. Uh-huh. My daughter, Charlotte. She was Flair. there too. She was there, probably, yeah. We were all having a good time. Got um, on a cruise ship. Sailed out to a private island. Jumped on the PJ. Drove. Flew all the way around the world. Back to Atlantic City. <laughs> Wait, wait, hold on. And then, woo, we were at the crap tables all night with my best friend, Arn Anderson, who still has my favorite pair of socks. Rick, you got on a cruise ship, went to a private island, drove around, then got on a private jet on said island, then left the cruise ship there and flew to the States to gamble? Is that what you said? We had gotten <laughs> tired of the island. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what is so difficult to understand about a man who's wearing gold around his waist, around his wrist, 
around his neck. $10,000 Rolex watches. The biggest house on the biggest side of town. If I want to get in the PJ and fly all the way around the world to New York City, to Atlantic City, and gamble my ass off all night with the four horsemen. Yeah. That's what the nature boy is going to do. I know. I know. And that's what we love about you. So while you're still here, while we have you, can you just hand Mike the microphone back? Because I want to do a segment that, that, that is up next. It's a thing that he sings to me about. And I just want to get that out of the way because then we'll bring you back. We'll have you talk a bit more. Is that fine? Yes, I will stay in the closet. Okay. Hey, Mike, when you get the headset back on. Uh, yeah, I'm back. I have, something to ask, I have something to ask you. Okay. In your voice. Rick, can you scoot over just a touch, just a hair? He's very close. No! He's very <laughs> He's very All right, close. he's just gonna he's gonna be here with me on the chair. He's just staring at me. Okay. I think if you give him a like a, a glob of pomade, he'll be keep himself busy for a little bit with his hair. He'll just slick it. I back. feel like if I'm being honest with you, and I don't want to say the wrong yeah. thing here because I am sitting next to the 16 time heavyweight champion of the world, but he's much bigger in person. He's than hu- we he give is him credit huge. For. This is a huge. <laughs> yeah. Um. This is a huge he, senior. He likes that. He's he's gr- he's grinning. He likes. I, that. I just want to say that there. I think there's enough pomade in the closet right now. I don't think that there's any more that we need in here. It smell. It's Does very it, strong smelling. Is it a smell of pomade and like sun sun like summer? You know when you like you put suntan lotion on, you're like ooh that nostalgia. That's the smell of the beach. Is yeah. that kind of how it smells in there? Yeah, it smells like oil and it smells like those those. Um, like copper or titanium like bracelets that men wear around their wrists because they think it improves their <laughs> circulation. It's like va- it's looks vaguely like metallic in here. Looks like he's still wearing a Livestrong bracelet too, which is <laughs> a little bit a little bit outdated, but he's he's liking it, you know, it's never come off. <laughs> Now it's time to say who you really like Who do you think is the neatest tights Who would you pay to see pretend to fight Who's your favorite, who's your favorite, who's your favorite wrestler Hey Mike Yeah who, Who's your favorite wrestler mm, I'm so glad you asked This gross yellow Livestrong bracelet It's like so old It's like he barely uses it'll crumble off It's greasy wrist. It's greasy from the pomade <laughs> From the Luby's cafeteria he keeps going to in Atlanta <laughs> Oh my god, okay. I got my wrist up to my Livestrong bracelet and mashed potatoes at the Loopies. Anyway, who is who do you got this week on our wonderful uh Topiversary? Oh, you know who it is. Come on. You gotta know. You know who it is. It's, it's Shibata. It's that man. <laughs> Actually, no. Okay, it's not, it's not Shibata, Sh- but it is another man who wears black. Another man in black. Another man in black. He showed up by surprise. Tell him the a, tell him the black man sent you. Oh, that's not what he says. That <laughs> is not what black. he. No, that's Let's, not what he. This is this is. It was a Black Adam quote from The Rock, but I got it entirely wrong, and it changed the it, it changed the entire wording of it. Now it sounds racially charged, but when he says it, he says, "Tell him the man in black sent you, not the black man." Yeah, that's way different. That's way different. <laughs> anyway, who is it? You need to be on medication. I know. All right. My favorite wrestler is J E double F. 
J A double R E double T. Jeff Jarrett, baby. I've been waiting to talk to you about Jarrett all week because I did. I again because because you're in your work zone. Yeah. I don't know. You don't, you don't respond to Marcos for days. Yeah. I don't know where you are on your wrestling watching yep, through the yep, week. Yep. And I forgot about Jeff Jarrett completely because <laughs> not a lot has happened. But he was there at the beginning. Tell me about why he why you chose him, and I'll tell you about why I'm excited for because Jeff Jarrett. you always forget about fucking Jeff Jarrett. That's you why I'm forget. excited because you always we always forget about him, and then he shows up, and you're not expecting it, and he hits somebody in the head with a guitar, and it feels Whoa. like the first it feels like the first time, baby. All I said during that entire uh, let's. Uh, not great promo because he's never been great at promos, but all I was thinking was, can we get a doctor in there for Darby's fucking skull? That's busted bleeding out from the back of the head. So it was very red, that blood very red. Yeah. I forgot double J showed up. And did you, do you know what his actual job is? No, no. Is he actually hired by the company in some like, yeah. What is, what is he doing? He's live show sales. He's what he did successfully for WWE earlier this year. Tony's like, oh, you left? Okay, do that for me. Do that for my live show. So he's like, yeah, he's talent, uh, live shows, tickets, talent relations stuff within that and whatnot. There, there, there are a couple of truths in the wrestling business. JR says them sometimes on air. He's very fond of the one that is large athletic men draw money in the business. Yeah. But there, there's an even truer truth. There's the truest of all truths in 2022 in the pro wrestling business is that every week, somehow, some way Jeff Jarrett is cashing a check. Somehow (laughs) he goes, well, you know how, you know how his, his, uh, his 2020, 2021 or 21, 2021, 2022, like welcome back, Jeff Jarrett. You know what started that? And he won't let you forget it on Twitter because he's tired of Jeff Jarrett. It was Jeff Jarrett and Effie's match at GCW where he, Jeff Jarrett beat Effie. So every since, ever since then, he got the job at WWE successful. He pulled out, beat Ric Flair at his final match, came back. Now he works for WWE or, or AEW, and he's still doing stuff on the indies as well. And when this hat, when he showed up on uh, Dynamite, Effie tweeted out, "Oh, you got to be kidding me!" <laughs> because he's the one that kind of <laughs> propelled him into that spotlight again, into relevancy in 2022. Oh. So thank you, Effie, because now we get slap nuts on Wednesday nights. I just love that Jeff, like Jeff Jarrett's, like, "Oh yeah, you want to put me in the WWE Hall of Fame? That sounds like a good payday. Cool, great. Oh, a little <laughs> little spot on Monday night where I come out in my yeah. old gear. Great, love that. Oh." You want me to wrestle Effie in this independent show? What? Oh, okay. Yeah, I could use that $5,000 or whatever. Sure. No problem. Oh, AEW. Okay. Well, well, you know, I mean, I'm I'm not, I'm, I'm doing, oh, I'm, I've started another promotion. I've, I've got, I've started six promotions, but you know, yeah, (laughs) what are are we talking here? Like 16, 1700 bucks. I I can make that work, you know? Hey, Ric Flair, you want me to wrestle you in your final match? Oh, what did it do? Oh, oh, it's the best-selling independent pay-per-view show of all time right behind All In. <laughs> it's like, it might have even surpassed All In as the best independent pay-per-view of all time, sales-wise, gate-wise. <laughs> if you don't, Any if one. You, <laughs> if you don't respect Jeff Jarrett, 
and you don't and you don't think that Jeff Jarrett is like the spirit of pro wrestling, then you're the fucking problem, man. Say what you want about his family. You know? Yeah. Say say what you want about the road doll. <laughs> Jesse James. Any part of are they related? No, no, that's Bullet I'll Bob Armstrong. That's Bullet Bob Armstrong. Oh, who am I getting all these all these Jarrett's and Armstrong's? No, Jeff confused. Jarrett is the son of Jerry Jarrett, who was the promoter of uh, the CWA, which was Memphis Wrestling. Anyway, uh, Road Dog annoys me. That's what I'm getting at. And <laughs> I know they're not family, but I just want to talk about Road Dog now. Yeah, I mean, he's he sucks. <laughs> he sucks. <laughs> he sucks, oh, but it's a different okay. family. Well, it's a totally different. Wrestler. They're from Georgia. They're, <laughs> they're, the, the Armstrongs are from Georgia. They're not from Tennessee. We already talked about earlier in the show that I don't know shit about Dick. So <laughs> that's true. That's true. All right. So anyway, my favorite wrestler, Jeff Jarrett. Who's your favorite wrestler? It's another big man, another big athletic. He also showed up on uh, Dynamite. Okay. <clears throat> Dynamite later on in that evening. And that was Colt Cabana. Boom, boom. Colt Cabana. Boom, boom. Colt Cabana. And it was almost like, uh, I'm sorry, my one of my favorite wrestlers, CM Punk, but you're never coming back to wrestling. So here's Colt Cabana again. It's kind of what that showed showed us about AEW is that I think CM Punk is done with wrestling again. CM Punk is? Yeah, I think so. Tony's like, here's Colt Cabana again. He's been gone since CM Punk showed up. CM Punk's gone. Here's Colt Cabana. So because the elite, they're coming back. Yeah. CM, CM Punk's gone, my man. He's gone. Scott Colton. Scott Colton. <laughs> Matt Classic, whatever you want to call him, Colt Cabana. Colt Cabana. Were, well, were you watching wrestling? Were you watching WWE when Matt Classic was a thing? When he wrestled, did he? Re- that was his name. It. Yeah, he wrestled Wait, no, in no, WWE. No, he was, is Matt Classic? No, not who did Matt Classic? Is Matt Classic Matt Striker? No, no, that's Colt Matt, Cabana. But he, I don't think he ever was, wrestled uh, in WWE. Yeah, he he did. He had a uh, uh, Scotty Goldman. That was his name. I think it was Scotty Goldman. Who cares? Cole Cabana is my favorite wrestler. Great. Great pick. How'd you like that match? Uh, it was pretty good. <laughs> it was okay. I liked this fine. But the Billy Goat's Curse is what I wrote down. Yeah. That inverted cloverleaf, I've never seen him do, and I've never heard of it called that. In fact, modern wrestling, you don't see that hold ever. Yeah. Where he was like, yeah. it was really cool. It's a Boston, I liked it's it a Boston Crab, but you're facing the other direction. Yeah. It was really dope. And I like the Billy Goat's Curse is just a good name. I don't know if that's – is that his name or is that the name of the move? I think that's his name. I think that that's but, – but also I don't know that anybody else does the hold except for Colt Cabana. So it could be both. I'm glad you like my wrestler. Oh, God. I almost forgot about something, but there's some beady eyes in the back corner that are staring at the camera right now as if to say, I have a segment right now. And that is Ric Flair is kind of – He's kind of tugging on your hoodie. He's wanting to come back. Ooh, I'm back. And here he is. Get out of the way. Because here <laughs> it's time for the nature boy to tell you exactly who are the people you need to pay attention to in everybody's favorite part of the show. When the nature boy lets you know who the favorite wrestlers are. And today... Those favorite wrestlers are not the Funks. They're not the Briscoes. <laughs> no. But when you talk about the NWA, you talk about the greatest professional wrestling organization in the world. And two men 
that I would love to have wrestled back in my prime. Colt Cabana and Jeff Jarrett. Hey, Rick. Yes. What do you think of Jeff's hair in 2022 compared to your hair in 2022? I am bleached. jealous. Yeah. Yeah. Green with envy. And now, if you'll excuse me, mm-hmm. I've got a PJ to catch. Yeah. I've got a gallon of vodka to drink. I've got 15 beautiful women yeah. waiting for me in Atlantic City. You got a boat to pick up at the island, too. You just fucking left there. The cruise ship will be picked up at a later date. Okay. By Harley okay. Race. Okay. I like the idea, Rick, of you just sitting Harley off to do menial tasks like pick up a cruise ship for you. Yeah, I used to keep Harley employed. Well. Now I have to go. The PJ is waiting. Well, you're a job maker. We'll talk to you next Ooh. week, Rick. And there he goes, like an ethereal ghost wooing out of Mike's closet. Shut the door this time, though. That's nice. Well, he seemed like he was in a hurry to get to the PJ. Yeah, he really needs to go gamble in Atlantic City. He keeps telling us that. And he keeps just shouting vodka. <laughs> All, over and saying. over and over again. He, he was actually writing it down and sliding me notes while I was talking to you about favorite wrestlers and stuff. And it just said vodka, vodka, vodka. We hang out with Rick a lot. Yeah. And I have never seen him drink vodka. He only talks to us about it. So I think he's putting on airs to be cool. But uh, he needs to know that we don't really think vodka is that cool. So Yeah, we, vodka. I'm a gin guy. You're a whiskey guy. Like Yeah. You know, vodka is... It's fine. It's fine. Don't let Rick hear us no, say that. No, don't let him it's hear fine. you, no. Anyway, I have uh, a segment for you. Uh, and that's everyone's favorite segment. Yes, Do you have a shit house for me? Yeah, I have a shit house for you. Holy shit. Unprecedented with the work, with the work, the work uh, load. That's what I'm looking for. You know I have lately. a shit house for you. I'm ready for it. I've been ready for weeks for the shit house. <laughs> Great. So Mike's brought a goddamn CNN travel article again. <laughs> But I'll give this one a pass because it's great. So the headline is, Please Don't Lick the Psychedelic Toad, National Park Service Warns. This is uh, by Zoe uh, Satil, if that's how you pronounce your last name. If not, I'm sorry. I'm sure you're going to hear this. Yeah, yeah, almost certainly. And there's a photo. The the hero shot photo is, uh, (laughs) the caption says, Black and white motion sensor camera capture of Sonoran Sonoran Desert Toad at at Oregon Pipe Cactus National Monument in Arizona. As tasty as it might look, you should refrain from licking the Sonoran Desert Toad, the National Park Service has warned. On Tuesday, the MPS used Facebook to warn passerby to use, passerbys to use caution around the Sonoran Desert Toad, also known as the Colorado River Toad. Now that's, where is the Sonoran Desert? It's in Arizona. The wiser goddamn Colorado Toad being called the Arizona Desert Toad, Mike? Well, probably, I, I imagine, because the Colorado River runs through Arizona. All right. Fucking amphibians traveling the goddamn rivers. <laughs> The amphibian is one of the largest toads found in North America, measuring up to seven inches, according to the Facebook post. Seven inches? That's that's fine. It's not that big. That's not that big. (laughs) People keep saying it's big. It's not that big. It's not that big. And according to the Facebook post, the toad's call is a distinctive low-pitched toot, (laughs) says the MPS. So this toad's swimming from Colorado, Arizona, and it's just like, toot, toot. 
<laughs> but the toads found across the American Southwest also boast another unique feature. They have prominent uh, parotid glands that secrete a potent toxin, according to the MPS. The, uh, the parotid glands are located just behind the toad's eyes. Okay, I'm, I'm done reading the article because there's more, but I'm not going to read anymore. Mm-hmm. But so how does this toxin, is it just travel to the to, to, to the prey? That's, that's It's like, is that the first thing a bird swoops down to do is lick those beautiful eyes? <laughs> they get, how does the poison behind the eyes, does he shoot it? Can no, no, no. It it's just it's just like residue that's on the skin of the toad on the on the on the head behind the eyes. It, it's a mm, deterrent okay. for them being eaten. I thought it was like an X-Man Cyclops toad. No. Or like it's behind their literal eyeballs and they were shooting out the toxin like a optical blast fire. No. I had an action no, figure. No. <laughs> no. Again, the, the uh, once again it is the X the X Man explanation is not the is not the one. <laughs> no. Well, uh, have you ever licked a toad or a slug, a banana slug? No, that's a common one. You haven't? No, I've never licked a slug or a toad. No, no, no. I have. Wow. Well, you grew up in Texas. That's different. No, but this was here. I was just in high school, so it was health class. Was it health class or biology or science? Some kind of science thing. We, there was like a field behind Skyview High School. There's this field behind it, and we traveled up there, and they're like, oh, banana slug, which is there. And, and the, the teacher was like, hey, you lick, if you lick this, it's pretty wild. It doesn't do anything like harmful to you, but it's wild. And so I licked it, and all it did was made my entire mouth numb for about four hours. Oh, my God. But this was like, it was like anesthesia, like when you go to the dentist. Yeah. The same, same kind of thing. Um, but So you never licked a banana? Never licked slug? a banana, nope. Never, never, never licked. I never licked. No, how you get high off this toad, though, is that you sm- you harvest the, the poison, yeah. the toxin, and then you smoke it. That's how you get, oh. that's how you get high. So do you think this is a different toad than the, uh, like, the uh, Indiana Jones, you got a poison dart. Some, some person shot a poison dart. Usually it's made from the, the poison of toads. <laughs> Is this a different toad, do you think? Yeah, well, I mean, this is North America, and usually Indy's, like, rolling around, like, South America and, like, Africa and stuff. Would you make weaponry out of this toad's secretion? Yeah, of course. Does it say in the article what happens when you take the toxin? Yeah, you get super high. I mean, at a high enough concentration, you you die. You know, it's it's it, it kills you. But if you just smoke a little of it, then you have extreme, I believe, auditory hallucinations. You just hear nothing but toots from these goddamn (laughs) frogs. Dude. I looked, I scrolled down a bit and saw the photo of the frog in color, the Sonoran Desert Toad, uh, pictured in Arizona. He's he's one tough customer. He's like, he's out here. He looks like Arn Anderson. Yeah. Don't say that name too loud. Story might hear. Well, this is good. I like this. This is shithouse, I think. Okay. The story could the story was a bit lacking, but it's on CNN Travel. Of course, it's going to be written not very fun. Yeah, but that mug shot of the toad, though. The toad mug shot, plus also the nighttime shot of the toad, like, step up, like, talk shit, get shot. It's kind of what he's saying. <laughs> like, I'll shoot you with my Cyclops eyes. Yeah. Don't even look at me. Yeah. Because he's, he's about to blast off. Yeah. His eyes are lit up. Yeah. He's about to shoot that toxin. Like, I know I'm being photographed, and I don't like it. Oh, man, it's shithouse. I love it. All right. What do you got for me? I have a tweet. Um, I don't remember what the tweet is, but I do think it's current and not old. It is. This is from Crown Jewel. 
at WWE. They were there this weekend, last night. Okay. Maybe. Crown Jewel. And so Logan Paul wrestled Roman Reigns because that's what the prince wants. And what the prince wants, the prince gets or he kills you. Oh, right. Um, okay, sure. <laughs> I guess we shouldn't disparage the Saudi prince on our show. We might get we might get murdered. Yeah, and let's assassinated. not do that. That's not how I want to go. I don't want to be anyway, on the hit list of the Saudi princes. So Logan Paul, uh, you know, infamous uh, social media man, and then started boxing boxers, and he always wins. So who knows if it's a, if it's all for money? It probably is. Um, but he's wrestled a bit. He showed up in WrestleMania last year. He's actually pretty decent. Yeah. Here's a video of him from his cell phone doing a frog splash from the top rope to Roman Reigns. You'll see the video. Okay. the The tweet is from the Logan Paul in question. The caption is through the table. Here yeah. we go. He looks to be on top of the, he's on the top turnbuckle. Okay. Roman is on. Okay. He's going viral. Oh, shit. Fucking nails it. He hits it perfectly. Never, he never drops the phone because he's a professional social media man. He, so he never drops that phone. He never drops the phone and he stays in frame the whole time. Yeah, he's really good. That means he's, his arm is unwavering is what that means. This photography is insane because Isn't he, it cool? he shoots himself jumping and then and then he pans the camera down to Roman on the table and then back to himself on impact and we get Roman's feet flying through and then at the very end he's shooting himself again. Right? It's, it's really good. Because he even, I think, even his hand goes a little bit forward so he can cap when he's falling, so he can capture a bit more of his chest towards the ceiling. And yeah, then he lands and rolls over, and it's still in his hand. He's still holding it. Roman got fucked. <laughs> but I haven't seen this from the actual broadcast. I'm, I probably will never watch that because this, wow. this is the only way I want to see this splash, right? Wow. So say what you want, WWE crown you all that shit. Logan Paul, it's all it's all money shit for wrestling, but that's been WWE since WrestleMania one with Tyson. Tyson was just on Rampage. You know, it's every company does this shit. But like, I love when they get someone that actually likes wrestling, yeah. and takes the time to learn it, yeah. Um, and you see that you can see the people who don't, which is always a bad match to watch. Right. I I think back to Carl Malone and 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 uh, Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman <laughs> or Jay Leno and yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also Dennis Rodman, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Leno is huge, man. Good kid. Good kid, Ted. God. Hey, Eric. Hey, Eric. Great booking. Anyway, uh, is it shithouse? Yeah, it's shithouse. Fully shithouse. I can hear it in your voice. You hate when I bring you something WWE and it happens to be shit. Well, look, hey, you know, we're not in the habit of telling lies on this show, so. Never. We never do that. We never tell lies. And this is shit house. You know what that means? What does it mean? It means that we've reached the point of the show where you and I get to watch one of the greatest wrestling matches of all time on one of the greatest season four premieres of all time. Yeah. (laughs) Episode 157. Everyone, this can be found again. It's uh, Macho Man Randy Savage versus uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. WrestleMania 3. It's either the first match or like the third. You know when this thing shows up? I don't know where it is on the on the card. You're going to have to scrub through. Yeah. yeah but, it'll be, but it'll be worth it. It's definitely the top of the show kind of thing. So, 
Yeah, you're gonna love it. Uh, Bo has no idea it, where it is on the card. Oh, I'm gonna, you're gonna get fucked up when it's the third match. Oh, you're gonna be so fucked. You're gonna be fucked. You're like, oh, Bo was right. Well, I guess we'll have to see, and you all will see too. <laughs> Well, we're back. Here we are. You know, I forgot that Ricky wins. Really? Yeah. I always forget it ends on the roll-up, which is just awesome for one. Because, correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like you don't see a roll-up win back then either. As much. As yeah. You do now. Or am I wrong? Not as much, but it was like the perfect way to end that match. Yeah, because they already gave it their all. There's not like, you already saw the elbow drop. Yep. That happened. Yep. What's Ricky's, uh, what's Ricky's, uh, he's got a hold for his... What are his his finishers at this at time? This so at this time, I think he's still using the top the top rope crossbody, but uh, right. a little later on, he would use a double chicken wing like Jade okay. Car- like Jade Cargill does. Where okay. he, but instead of slamming them, he would just hold them up there until they submitted. That's what he would use in his shake like their, in his championship trilogy with Ric Flair in 1989. Don't say that name. You know what happens when you say that name. So okay. I think he's gone. No, he's gone. He's on the PJ. Yes, yeah, so I think I've watched this match four times total. Yeah. Which is a lot for a wrestling match. I know I'm out here watching MCU movies like eight, nine, ten times. But, yeah. Um, every time, because it's nice because sp- the viewings of these have been so spaced out. Yeah. It's like new every time I watch it because yep. I've forgotten because my mind is broken. Yeah. So the big spill he did take on the outside, I didn't remember that sort of. And it, yeah. it's awesome. He just fucking, Macho's like, toss me. I'm going to eat it. I'm going to eat this shit. And he flatbacks on the shittiest blue gymnast mats. Seems like it sucked. It did. I've probably seen this match 15, yeah. 20 times, something like this, that. This match is like Avengers Infinity War for you. Yeah. Compared to me, for me. Yeah. You know, seen that one like 87 times. This was one of four matches on a VHS that I had when I was a kid called WrestleMania's uh-huh. Greatest Matches, and it was by far the well, actually, it wasn't by far the best match because there was also Brett versus Piper on that tape. So, and that that was another extremely good match. But those those two matches I watched over and over and over again. They really stuck with me. Did you ruin the VHS tape? Because I watched Tiny Toons, How I Spent My Summer Vacation. Uh-huh. I ran it from Blockbuster so many times that my parents just bought it eventually. You know, back then, VHSs were not very cheap to buy. No. In, like, the early 90s. No. And uh, so I ruined it. I watched it so much. So many, like, the film just was gone. The tape was gone. Wow. Did that happen to wow. your tape at all? No, it survived. It, it, it It's still kicking. I believe I actually still have the cassette. I was going to say, yeah. We should cool. probably watch it for an episode. You don't have a VACR, do you? I don't have a VCR anymore, but that's yeah. an easy one to pick up at yeah, a Goodwill. Probably, yeah, like we said earlier, this match notorious for being uh, scripted completely from start to finish. Uh, the only thing probably not scripted was how much uh, wind that Dave Hebner lost during his up and down, up and down. He saw the outline of the match. Actually, I bet he didn't know. Uh, he probably knew a bit of it. But he's like, uh, Randy, are you sure you want to make me get up and down for pinfalls so many so many times in a row? Yeah, what do we think? Probably 20, <laughs> 25 near falls in this match. Dave's like, Randy, I'm noticing on the, 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 the layout of this match here, there's about 50 uh, near falls. And I don't know if my knees and my gut are going to handle that kind of <laughs> exertion. My brain's having a hard time with it even right now, and I haven't even... I'm just sitting here eating a sandwich. 
I looked at the sheet, and I'm going to be honest, Randy, I went blind. I don't know what has happened. I am tired right now just looking at the rundown of what you guys are planning on doing. But it's really a perfect perfect match. Yeah, it's from start to finish, uh, bell to bell. It's just, it's it's great. And the story that leads up to it, we didn't watch any of the promos, but it's a notorious story, you know? Macho Man crushes Ricky's esophagus. <laughs> Ricky has to learn how to talk bell. again. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, cla- you're real classic stuff. And we met, I mentioned when we were watching it, it's the same, you know, Swerve kidnapped Billy. Animal Steel kidnapped Liz. Swerve broke Billy's fingers. Macho broke uh, Ricky's throat. So like it's it's a it's a tale as old as time that's still being told to this day is what I'm saying. It is, and uh, I think that that that's a match that the the greatness of that match is actually amplified by the crowd because mm-hmm. they are so into it and so invested. Yeah. Every time Steamboat gets any offense off, they erupt. They and want whenever, they want him to win so bad. When uh, Dave Hebner takes the ref bump near the the go home of the match, <laughs> yeah, legend. the crowd pops of concern and like the people on the turnbuckle that is closest to the the people closest to the turnbuckle he takes the bump on they erupted onto their feet like is dave okay what's happening because yeah because like uh ref bumps he went down like he got (laughs) shot he got shot hard i mean okay if a man named macho man randy savage tosses another large man ricky steamboat into your face i would go down hey i'm not saying i wouldn't go down either I'm just saying what I saw, and that yeah. that was Dave got went down like he got shot, and he was happy to do it. He was like, finally, because this was after uh, you watched the match. This was after like five five fucking kickouts at two <laughs> in a row. Yeah, the the match is just paced so beautifully from uh, everything from Steamboat working Savage's arm to yeah. Savage uh, targeting Steamboat's throat to all the. The near falls um, and the and the rapid the rapid uh, covers and quick counts and and all the high spots the fuck the backdrop over the top and yeah um, how the elbow drop happens and Savage is kind of protected with that with that finish um, I, and everybody's reaction to Steamboat winning I mean it's just it's just perfect yeah Macho's like you said continual attack on that throat like he he tosses him over the ring timekeepers table like slide like fucking bar baseball slides him over where he's hitting his chin he's hitting his dick he's hitting everything yeah going over that table over the railing the uh the one where macho jumps almost like a bulldog out of the ring and uh catapults ricky's throat on the top rope yep beautiful man it's just it you're yeah it's perfect there's not much to say about it because it's it's like if you any list of greatest matches of all time it's number two or one two or three it's on the top three usually every list um, and it's rare to find a objectively good wrestling match. Like everyone can agree. This <laughs> is good. It deserves to be there. It's like you, you, you show that to anybody and if they don't, if they're not entertained and impressed by what they're seeing, you know, they, the, I don't know. Like you don't have a heartbeat. If somebody got injured, that would have been a nine out of nine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay, let's do Tights of the Night. All right, I have a question for you. Uh huh. It's a question I ask every week along at this time of the show. Yeah. In this match, we watched Macho Man versus Ricky Steamboat. 
was Macho Man booked? He was booked. He was booked that okay. night. He okay. was there. Good, 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 good. Now, also, we got to clear some air here. I was wrong, and I'm, I'll am i admit when I'm wrong. If I wasn't man enough to admit when I was wrong, my life would be ruined because right. I'm wrong a lot. A lot. And this match was like number six or seven. Yeah, <laughs> it was, it was way down the, the line. It was way down the line. Yeah. So with that said, we scrolled for a while because you got to scrub. You got to scrub on Peacock. Yeah. You can't just click on the match like you could on the proper network. And so we scrubbed through a lot of thumbnails of, of people wrestling. I saw a, 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 a Dusty Rhodes equivalent guy in pink trunks, white short, bleach hair, same body type. Wasn't yeah. Dusty. Probably Adrian Adonis. Ooh, okay, okay. I, I, I saw the first match was, uh, I think, the Cowboys. Some kind of Cowboy characters were there. They had silver clothes on, silver and white clothes. So I saw Hogan in a promo. He had a cool headband on yeah, that went down yeah. really far. It yep. hung down to like his nipple. Yeah. Cool headband. Cool headband. Yeah, I know what you're doing right now, and it's fine. You're like trying to offer up like that there might be some other choices for <laughs> tights of the night, but let's yeah. just cut to the chase. Ricky Steamboat cut to his interview in action figure gi, and he was ready <laughs> to be sold at Kmart for $4.99 <laughs> at six inches. Those yeah. look great. But as great as that gee looked, as great as his perfect Lego 19, still in the 70s fucking Beatles bowl cut haircut is, yep. there's some cooler hair on the Macho Man. It's made of straw. Yeah. This, this episode, not episode, this match in particular, it's just now starting to thin out, right? It's just now starting yeah, to thin it's getting, and it's fall. Getting, it's starting to, yeah, the bald spot is starting to. Up here. It's the it's the perfect hay hair right now. It's the perfect <laughs> hay hair because it's still manageable, right? Yeah, you can yeah, still do yeah. something with it. Yeah, yeah, constantly trying to escape. So, so Macho Man <laughs> comes to the ring, one of the be- most beautiful silver glistening headbands you'll ever see. Again, long long tail on the headband. Maybe yeah. that was a thing in '87. Yeah. And then what colors were the robe? It was purple, yeah, blue, and silver. Yes. Yeah. yeah correct. And the blue on the back wasn't a star, but it kind of made the shape of the star. But the, each spoke of the star wasn't always blue. It was very weird. Like the left shoulder was blue, but the right shoulder stayed purple. Yep. Very strange. Huge glasses. We love his glasses. Sunglasses, everyone. Yep. And then underneath you had your classic savage uh, pink uh, brief, brief trunks with the three stars across the crotch. Big, big star. Big stars. And Sometimes then, has course, a small star. He's got big stars. Big stars, and then your yellow boots with the high boots with the yellow knee pads. It's a great look. On the side, on the sides of the boots, on the yellow boots, what do we got? Two two white things on the side of each boot. What are those? Stars. Big stars. Big stars. <laughs> and then on the back, on the butt of the trunks, you have the words macho man. <laughs> yeah, because that's what he is, dude. Very cool. Very, which, very cool. Which, if you recall, on his robe with the big blue star, yeah. also in the middle, Macho Man in silver. <laughs> so, so you know, a Macho Man's always wanting to let you know who he is. It's actually, re- it's a brilliant. It's very smart. It's, like, it's, it's good very marketing smart. for himself. It's very smart. <laughs> hey, Mike, snap into it, because yep. he told us last week. <laughs> yep, you sure did. Oh, so I think that leads me to believe. So, so now with their D robe, they're in the ring. You got pink and yellow versus white long boys. Yeah, who wins that in style? Pink and yellow. They always does. So our tonight's winner of tights of the night, the big star of tights of the night, again, 
is Macho Man Randy Savage, which is apropos to this being the season four premiere, because our episode colors are macho colors, you know? They're macho colors. This, my microphone... Mostly macho colors. Macho colors. I mean, those were that. Those were the that was the look he was he was known for was the orange and white and the pink and white, you know, or the pink and yellow. Yeah, and the pink and yellow is such a weird clash, and I really love it. It reminds me. It makes me want to eat Starburst. Yeah, totally. Big time Starburst. Big stars. Yeah. Big Starburst. Big, big Starburst. Starburst. Big Starburst energy. That's it. Great. Everyone, Macho Man wins again. We're here at episode 157. Season four has begun. For the next 50 weeks, three, two, four, who cares? I don't know. Is it a leap year? Does that happen soon? When's that? No idea. No idea about the leap year. But as we head into uh, season four, where can people find us online, Mike? Yeah, you'll find us on Twitter and Instagram at Tope Suicida Pod. If you want to get it, Bo individually, he's at Bo Rosser on both of those platforms. Tope Suicida may or may not also have a TikTok channel that you can check out. We do. There you go. So if you're on TikTok, follow at Tope Suicida Pod. That's the handle everywhere on the World Wide Web. And if you want to send us an email, that's topesuicidapod at gmail.com. Let us know who your favorite wrestler is and what, if anything, in your life is shithouse. And also, uh, TikTok, speaking of TikTok, uh, I just started a Marvelous Idea TikTok. So the podcast, we're still working on it. 2023, hopefully, we'll, we'll, I'll, you know, I'll script out some scenarios for us to read so we can get those episodes done. But... Follow us on TikTok because I'm I'm posting comic panels and 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 doing stuff that I as I read through my huge project. Which did I tell you last week that my reading project has added uh, 1,500 issues? <laughs> that sounds like a lot. I mean, it's already on top of the 20k issues, 20,000 plus issues I'm having to read. So I've already read about 900. I'm getting there, baby. I'm getting there. So check out that show next week. Mike is doing something. Well. <laughs> The lawnmower man just visited us. It was like, he was like, season four, how about this? And he (laughs) fucked my ears. How about we do something that we've never done before? Question, could you hear what I was hearing? I heard some really spooky electronic (laughs) ghost noises for sure, but, but then everything went silent for me. It kept getting louder and started layering on itself for me. So I might leave in some of my shouting from the from the earlier in this clip, just so listeners, you can hear kind of the nightmare I was being part of. That'll be later on near the end of the show, which is where we are. So yeah, yeah, we the, the plugs we got those plugs those made it in. Done. No problem, no problem. Now I'm done. I'm working on my onboard mic now instead of my condenser. So if that sound a little different, that's what's going on. But you know what? We soldier forward. We overcome adversity. That's what this podcast and indeed what life is all about. So I have a question for you. Perfect. On the final episode of season three, which technically was last week, the first episode of season four, tell me what is wrestling? Wrestling is an old friend. Yeah. Wrestling is the, um, the evolution. Wrestling is the progression of getting to know someone and developing a relationship that feels like it's always been there. And that can be true for a wrestling match. That can be true for a friendship. That can be true for a show that you like to watch, or in this case, maybe listen to. Mm -hmm. And as we start our fourth season, I really hope that for someone out there, Tope Suicida has become a part of their life. 
and it's become a, f- a weekly fun moment that they get excited for, baby. It's beautiful. Yeah. What about you? What's wrestling? I'm glad you asked, Mike. I think here on season four, as we begin this new journey, the journey in this season might see us slowly become wrestlers ourselves. You yeah. Know? Right. That's And that's a big deal. And with that said, I think in episode 157, wrestling is that eternal clock, right? That you can always set your day by. That clock that ticks, it wakes you up every morning, naturally, to the sun sometimes, to the rooster other times. Wrestling is that rooster that your wiener dog loved. <laughs> All right? Yeah. That would wake you up in the summertime when the windows were cracked while I slept. You can't have the windows open right now. It's a it's it's a tsunami out there. You can't get in rain through the screen. It's not it's not good. And that's what wrestling is. It's not good. You know, it's, <laughs> no, it's I love wrestling, and that's what why it is what it is this week, and that is beautiful. Mike, I love wrestling, it's beautiful, baby. We'll see you next week and every week thereafter. <laughs> Until the end of time. Perpetuity. Tope Suicida, What Wrestling Can Be, is a knit comedy co-op production and edited by Mike Whitman and Bo Baxter-Rosser. Thanks for listening.